This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Well, go check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I'm coming to you just by myself to talk about Beverly Hills Because I'm traveling, but that doesn't mean that we can just not talk about this episode Because, oh boy, there's a lot going on. We've got a Rinna Beauty event. And did you hear there's a Rinna Beauty event? But before we get there, we do have some other stuff to talk about. We pick up where we left off at Dorit's homeless, not toothless dinner, where they sing a lovely happy birthday to Kyle. And Kathy is immediately like, okay, now what? I love the way that Kathy approaches filming, which is like, I heard there's something fun happening. I hope it's actually fun and not just lame. And when she gets there, usually it's just lame. And she's like, okay, so what's happening next that's better? Like at the party later, when she <laughs> she stops Kyle in the middle of a conversation, and she's like, are we going out after this? You know, we always have, you always have that one friend that's like, okay, we're going out, like out, out tonight, right? Like, like I know we're doing like dinner and then like drinks after, but we're going like out, Right. And you can tell that they don't really want to be there until it's, like, time to go out, out. I feel like that's Kathy Hilton, which is remarkable, given that she is a woman in her 60s. And I'm, like, in my late 20s and already don't have the stamina for that. But congratulations to Kathy. Um, PK is saying that he's now investing in some sort of crypto blockchain real estate venture, which sounds... Sounds like something PK would invest his money in. I'm wondering, is there any connection with Christine Quinn's thing that she has going on now? If those two were in business together, it would be kismet. Just perfect. Just perfection. And, you know, Christine, it was confirmed this week, not going back to Selling Sunset. So maybe if she and PK were doing a little real estate deal, that could be her in onto Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know. I don't know. I I see a lot of mixed opinions of whether Christine would be a good housewife. And I think I I agree. It's hard to know because I think a lot of the pieces are there. There there are obvious examples of why she could be iconic. But also the person you think is going to be a good housewife doesn't always turn out. And you know, I think the the women in this group, they like to play by a very specific set of rules, and we already see Garcelle and Sutton kind of butting up against that, and it can be tough for them to really get a foothold in the group. So I worry that if somebody like Christine came on the show, she would just not quite gel with the vibe of these women. So, you know, back at the dinner, Sutton says she didn't love the way Rena hollered at her, screamed at her at the wine tasting, you know, seems like an okay thing to bring up. And then Rinna's like, well, you know, there's deeper stuff going on the group. It's like, sir, what do you want to share with the class? Kyle's like, (laughs) 
hi, please elaborate. And Crystal, you know, chimes in to clear the air about her eating disorder. She says that she has sought treatment in the past and she, you know, has talked to people. And Kyle, you know, still the point going right over her head is like, yeah, but do you think you've talked to the right people? If you're like still struggling, have you talked to the right people? It's like, bitch, shut up. The reason Crystal is saying this in the first place is because she wants you to like not grill her about it and like gossip about it when she's not there. So when she's like, hey, just a heads up, I have been seeking treatment, even though you've all been talking about me and saying that I'm not. And Kyle's like, okay, so like which treatment, like which people are you seeing? Because I could come up with some other people and maybe you could go to some different people. And like, it's probably the wrong people. It's like, Kyle, shut up. And Erica doesn't get it either. I just don't understand like these two. But then we get a lovely scene with Rob being so supportive and even Kathy knows the right things to say. It's like, why are Kathy, why are Kyle and Erica like so goddamn dense about this? It's weird. It's weird and I don't enjoy it. And the fact that it's been going on for like several episodes at this point, is just disappointing. And... You know, they're filming their reunion soon, and I really hope that this is addressed in in a way that makes Kyle and Erica feel like shit, frankly. Because, like, I feel like they're kind of getting off easy during the season because Crystal doesn't really want to push the issue, which I totally understand. She's going through a lot. You don't want to be, like, causing issues in the group, especially when you're already going through something like that. So I get why Crystal isn't like screaming at Erica about being insensitive. But at the same time, it's like, I wish that the message would be getting through to her. (sighs) But then Sutton brings up something that she says that she didn't like being called a liability as a friend. And she says that it actually... It, it, it made her think because she was actually contacted by an attorney about one of Tom and Erica's lawsuits. And this is very interesting because we haven't really talked about the legal issues in a while. You know, there have been, you know, Erica's going through it. Erica's letting loose. Maybe there's, you know, a lawsuit here, a mention there, but we haven't really, it hasn't been like the main topic of conversation. But Sutton says that she hired a litigator to answer questions after she received a letter about one of these lawsuits because she thought she might have information. And Erica's like, immediately, like, ears perk up. She's like, yeah, I know what I know why you were contacted, because you mentioned that there was a rumor about one of Tom's partners. And it's like, Erica, again, I get why Erica doesn't like what Sutton is saying, you know understandable but it's like Sutton is not the villain in this moment and Erica's like I told you to be quiet and it's like Erica it's just as frustrating to watch these women just like miss the point and miss the mark and you know later when Erica and Rinna are out with each other they're like well you know Sutton Sutton she's her own worst enemy what a mess. And it's like these two women sitting at the table don't realize that they are like the, whatever the opposite of a fan favorite is like the flop favorite, the fan flops. (laughs) And it's like the fact that we're on like episode 15 of this season and they're just like spiraling into their own delusions of Sutton being like self-destructing within the group. And it's like, 
okay i guess like go off sis i don't know we're still we are still at dorit's dinner and you know sutton says that erica's a liability to all of them erica says that's not her fault and that she told her to be quiet and the only reason she's getting contacted is because she was asking questions and dorit is like well well, Sutton, don't you think that maybe because you were the only one questioning erica and garcelle's immediately like "Uh, uh, uh, no like no not quite and this is when i like that the editors jump in and they're like okay so garcelle asked a question dorit asked a question kyle asked a question like i won't pretend to know exactly why sutton is getting contacted by you know attorneys in illinois for some lawsuit and dorit and garcelle and kyle as far as we know aren't but like (laughs) dorit there were moments that you were on camera talking about it. You were laughing about it with Kyle and PK and Mauricio. Like, don't act like you've never said a word about Erica and therefore you are like somehow legally exempt. Like in the word, like the dating philosophy is like, if he wanted to, he would like, if they wanted to, they would, if they, if they wanted your information, they know where to find you. Your house is on TV. I, you can Google the address. No, you can't. No, you can't Google the address. I didn't say that, but it's not that hard to find. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. So we see Kyle's at home for her birthday. She makes sure to point out the flowers that are from Kris Jenner. Love that little name drop. You know, Farrah's getting married. She's not going to be a bridezilla. Kyle, of course, wants her to get married in La Quinta. And I'm falling asleep. And moving right along, like I said, Rinna and Erica go out. They say, Rinna says that Sutton is the trigger for her anger. And that when she gets angry, she gets upset. And that's why she really needed to get out you know, those feelings about Lois at Dorit's house. And it's like, yeah, okay. You know, I really, it's like every time this, the Lois thing comes up, it's like, I really want to give the benefit of the doubt. I really want to be understanding. And I am to a certain point, but it's like Sutton is not doing anything to you that is like, you know, 
really like an equal and opposite reaction is to scream at her at multiple group events in a row. It's she's just not. You don't have to like her. You don't have to be friends with her. You don't even have to pretend to like her. But it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, Rina and Eric are just like gassing each other up. It really is. It's kind of like a useless scene at this point because it's like yeah we know they're like they're like oh you're amazing no you're amazing you're amazing oh my god then we get Sutton and Kyle together which is a little more interesting because they have this relationship where I think they like each other and get along very well on a surface level I think they have things in common but I also think you know they don't quite see eye to eye the way things are with the group And I think Kyle, a lot of the time, is like recognizing these scenarios in which Sutton is kind of causing trouble, whether it's for herself or for someone else. And she's like, just don't. Just don't. Why can't you just not? And Sutton's like, because that's not who I am as a person. And I understand that Sutton's life would be easier sometimes if she just like kept her mouth shut. But also it's like, yeah, like she's not going to handle all of these situations the exact same way that Kyle would. And, you know, maybe sometimes that's for the worse, but sometimes it's for the better. And sometimes it needs to be like that. So, you know, Kyle's like, why are you getting defensive? Why are you getting defensive? And it's like, because you're basically telling her that her way of dealing with things is wrong. Like you're, you're saying like, your life would be so much easier if you just stopped yourself from saying this and doing that and speaking up here and making an issue out of this. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're telling her to like, you're telling her to like censor all of her reactions in the group. And like, that's not actually like fun. That's not like great advice. Like maybe that would make her life like quieter, but it wouldn't make her like feel better about her choices. It might make Erica hate her less, but like not, it wouldn't be authentic at all. And you know, we want people to be genuine and real above all, just genuine and real. Uh, Well, that means we've made it to the Rina Buta part. Rini, Rini, Pardon me while my brain breaks. It is 9.30 p.m. That means we have made it to the Rinna Beauty Party. (laughs) Before the party starts, Rinna's like running around like a chicken with her head cut off. There's no bartender, which like apparently one is coming, but there's just like ladies from the makeup brand and they don't know that they need fresh lemons. What's weird to me we get to this party and Rina, the, the women the women behind the bar are like from the brand but it seems very clear that Lisa Rena has like never seen them before doesn't know who they are isn't isn't clear on whether they are the bartenders or not is like not very nice to them and i'm like who what what kind of operation is Rena Beauty and like in what in what capacity is Lisa Rinna actually involved? Because like, I can't imagine that it's a large enough company that she has people working for her that she's never met. If she's involved in any (laughs) substantial way, but then also it's like, uh, maybe she's not, maybe she's not involved. I don't know, but it's like, who, who are these women? They're not bartend like they're not from the event space. They're like working for her. These girls probably think Lisa Rinna is like the coolest person on the planet. And they're like, oh my God, we're like standing behind the bar until the bartender gets here and we get to make Lisa a drink. That's so exciting. And she's like, Who are you bitches? I want a bartender. I want a fresh lime. Ugh. 
don't meet your heroes. And if Lisa Rinna's your hero at this point, get better heroes. I don't know. What can I say? Everybody arrives. They look fun. I like the outfits. It's a good theme. It's a good theme. Garcelle, they're talking about their, you know, experiences at Studio 54. Rinna went once. Garcelle also went. The photo of Garcelle from 1983, she looks incredible. Like, Garcelle is one of the most, like, beautiful, cool, hot, effortless people in on the planet. I'm convinced. I tweeted the picture from Bravo by Betches. So if you want, if you want to see the 1983 Garcelle photo, head to Twitter. Straight up fire. Love to see it. <sighs> Pretty quickly, Kyle invites everyone to Aspen, which, of course, we've known. She says her house is small, so they also got another house that half the people can stay in. Rina wants to stay in the house. Garcelle's great to stay in the other house, which it's like, yeah, that's good. That's like a fantasy draft. Diana announces she will be staying in a hotel because she says that she is a great host, but not a very good guest because she's very demanding. And like, I, okay, I guess on one level, it's nice to recognize that you are not like a good guest and to like take yourself out of the equation, but also like be, be a better guest. Maybe like, don't be a demanding asshole when you're staying in someone's house. That is what I don't understand. It's like, it's one thing to prefer nice things or to prefer your things like a certain way. But I, the thing of like, oh, I'm a horrible guest because I want thing. I can only have things one way. It's like, that doesn't mean you're a horrible guest. That means you're like a bad person. I mean, maybe I'm just have not stayed in enough like luxury hotels that I have like low standards because I mean, let's face it, I probably do. But like, when you say that you like can't stay at someone's house because you're so demanding, that doesn't say anything about like you as a guest. That says something about you as like a person and a friend and a you know, like human moving through the world that you're like, I can't sleep on your shitty fucking sheets for three nights because I'm used to a higher standard. And I mean, rather than, rather than God forbid, rough it myself and also make your life miserable because I'm going to be complaining. I'll just stay at the Ritz, which like at the end of the day, yeah, it'll probably be more pleasant because you're a shitty fucking person. But like, do you not also realize that you are a shitty fucking person? I don't know. Food for thought. Also, also, God, oh, Diana. I forgot to bring this up. Earlier in the episode, way back at Dorit's dinner, if you can just, uh, if you can just walk it back. So, you know, Sutton is talking about what she was saying with Rina and Erica, you know, all this, you know, they're, we're going back to square one for like the 47 millionth time. And Diana says out of the blue that she feels like Garcelle is the most guarded in the group and that it's been, it's been hard to get to know her. And it feels like Garcelle, you know, isn't very open to getting to know her. And it's like, okay, Diana, Ms. Jenkins, she really, she really thought she was doing something here. I don't love, on Housewives, like, I don't love the insult to somebody that they, like, are trying to get camera time, or they're, like, 
hungry for, you know, the camera because it's like, you're all on the show. You all got your diamonds. You're here. But in this moment, I'm like, what about this whole dinner party situation and all of the conflicts that had been discussed made you think that like that moment in time was when you needed to chime in about something 0% related to the conversation and also 0% grounded in any sort of reality. Garcelle has not done a damn thing to Diana to make her feel like she's been slighted or like she isn't willing to give her the time of day. It's like, no, you're like the new girl in this group who, you know, you've only known these people for a few months. You've both had COVID in the last couple, like, months, so you were quarantined and didn't see each other since, when was the last time they saw each other? The Christmas party? Like, okay. It just feels like Diana is flailing a little bit here. Like her thing with Sutton fizzled out, what, six episodes ago now? She's been just licking her lips in the background. She hasn't really had a storyline since then. And she picks Garcelle as like the person that's going to be her, you know, next big thing. And it's like, uh uh-uh. Garcelle shoots that shit down so fast. In her confessional, she says, you know, you want to get to know me? Google me, bitch. You, you know you've been talking shit, you've been, you know, rude to me. It's like, no, I hate that. It's like, I feel like when you're a first season housewife, like not everybody is going to be immediately super warm and fuzzy to you. And like, you either have to come up with like a real reason to argue with that person, or you have to like, try to become, to befriend them, even if it takes effort on your part, because like, you weren't as warm to me as I thought maybe you would be is not a compelling storyline. It never has been and never will be unless, you know, Garcelle is not Vicky Gunvalson. She's not here like bullying the new girl. So like, unless, unless they're giving you like actual material to work with, it's like, no, you need to have like, you need to have a real storyline. Like her thing with Sutton at least was like a coherent storyline that ended. This just feels like grasping at straws. But anyway, We'll go back to the Rena Beauty party. Just like now, you're back, back in time to the to the back half of the episode. After Kyle has invited everyone to Aspen, and Diana has revealed herself once again to be not that great of a person. So Kyle starts asking Sutton about you know what's going on with Erica, and you know why they were having this issue. And Sutton's like, well, you know, I didn't really have a chance to talk to Erica that much. And Kyle's like, okay, great. Erica, get your, get over here. What did you mean when you said Sutton was a liability? I'm like, wow. Kyle is really out here putting in the work as like the bone carrier shit stir this season, which I appreciate from a story perspective, but from like a interpersonal relationships perspective within the cast, I would be getting real sick of her if I were like Garcelle or Sutton or, you know, I mean, frankly, any of these women, because if Rina is saying that Garcelle and Sutton are like this big trigger for her, then she should be annoyed with Kyle for like bringing up their issues over and over again. I'm just saying. But anyway, Erica explains her liability comment. And I, this really just seems to me like liability was not the word she perhaps meant to use, or at least maybe she didn't really know what it meant when she was using it because she says that she feels like Sutton is a hindrance to the group. 
and that it's hard for everyone in the group to form, you know, real friendships, particularly with Garcelle, because of Garcelle's friendship with Sutton. And, you know, to Garcelle's credit, she basically immediately says, this is bullshit. She's like, um, hello, any of you can be friends with me at any time. I'm like an equal opportunity person, (laughs) friend. And, you know, of course, she's going to come to bat for Sutton sometimes because they're friends, but it's like, I'm right here. You can talk to me. I'm just like a a normal gal. As I uh, explained to Diana earlier, like, I don't really give a shit. I'm not trying to avoid you. And then, oh, the best part of the episode, the best moment. I was waiting for it and it came. We get to talk about homeless not toothless, the best charity that has ever existed in the world because they're talking about what happened at Dorit's dinner and Kathy's like, oh, the Toothless and Homeless Foundation? And Dorit's Dorit's brain just like short circuits because she thought this was like a slam dunk for her on the show. She was like, this is amazing. I'm going to get, you know, PK and I both have the most beautiful smiles And I'm going to bring on this charity that's with this dentist who also is a prolific sperm donor, but that's not important to the story. I'm going to bring on this charity and it's going to be incredible. We're going to be giving smile makeovers. I'm going to be having a dinner. Melissa Etheridge is going to perform. It's going to be amazing. And you know, whenever these women bring their charities onto the show, it's like, you know, it's like some easy points they're going to score. And I don't think Dorit for one second gave any thought to like, homeless, not toothless. Because the fact that, you know, it's one thing for me, a normal person who we've established, I don't stay at nice hotels. I don't know like the kind of sheets that Diana Jenkins wants. It's one thing for me to hear about like a rich person thing and be like, LOL, that sounds dumb. But the fact that Kathy Hilton and Kyle Richards and Garcelle are like struggling with the name of this charity you do you know how many dumb organizations and causes and galas and dinners they've probably attended? That's Kathy Hilton's entire life. Sutton Strack has been to the Met Gala how many times? You know, these women, they're invited to the opening of every envelope in town. So the fact that the fact that homeless, not toothless, is giving them such pause really just illustrates how how awful of a name it is. And Dorit says it's a really important charity. It's a gr- they do great work, and you know what? I believe it. I or at least I'm open to believing it. I I won't say a hundred percent. I'm like on board, but I'm like I'm you know I'm not off board. I'm like hanging. I'm like one foot onto the train. I'm like hanging. I'm like hanging on the the outside of the train, and maybe I'll like swing swing around and get all the way in, or maybe I'll hop off and like roll onto the platform. But you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the journey with homeless, not toothless, but the name, dear God, the name. I was so glad we had that moment because it's like, I, I love the car. I love the Javits excited about the work she's doing, but like the name, Kathy says, I've worked with the homeless and I've worked with the toothless. What a saint, a saint of a woman. It is funny because the thing, the thing, Kathy thinks she's being chastised for switching the order. And it's like, she's like, homeless and toothless, toothless and homeless, homeless and toothless. Who cares? And it's like, no, 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 Kathy, Kathy, you're putting the wrong preposition there. 
it's homeless, not toothless. It's only one or the other. And baby, if you're, if you're homeless, you better not be toothless in this town. If we've learned one thing from Dorit, you can be homeless, but the worst thing you can be is toothless. Trademark Dorit Kemsley circa 2022. She didn't say that. I kid. Um, she does not want people to be homeless or toothless, but sometimes life is imperfect. Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. But anyway, Sutton is just kind of starting to explain herself and where she was coming from with the Erica thing. And, you know, as we see, she can be a little clumsy with her words. Sometimes she struggles to just spit it out. And so Erica's like, as Sutton is like, you know, mid-stutter, Erica's like, and they say, I'm the alcoholic. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Why are we going here? I just don't understand. It's like, does Erica want... She doesn't want to hear what Sutton actually has to say. But then it's like, I don't think she actually wants to have a meaningful conversation with Garcelle. So the only actual explanation I can think for her throwing out this comment is that she's like a little tipsy and just like said what popped into her mind, which, you know, doesn't actually, you know, play that well when the whole thing is like, does she have a drinking problem? I'm not saying she does. I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm just saying like, what was the goal here? Cause she doesn't want to have a real conversation with Garcelle. She doesn't want to have a real conversation with Sutton. I mean, at the end, Kyle, I mean, God bless Kyle. Then like naivest woman on the planet is like, Erica, Sutton, you need a fresh start. You you just got to start fresh. And it's like, babe, we have done this so many times. Do you not think anybody has ever like said they need a fresh start? I'm sure you have many a time. And Sutton, I mean, also to her credit, like, what planet are you on? It's like, great, Erica, I'll call you in the morning and we'll talk. And Erica's like, yeah, don't, don't miss me with that phone call. The number, (laughs) the call will not go through and you can put the pieces together. It's like, I just think, you know, I'm glad that these two have had some moments of levity. 
this season, but it's like, they're not supposed to be friends. They're not going to be friends. It would be bizarre if they really tried to become friends. It's like, just let it die. Kyle, just let it die. Sutton, love you, girly. She's not going to be your friend. And she's still got the lawsuits. Do you even want that? None of the stuff that made you dislike her last season has actually gone away. It's just there, there's there been some time and you guys have talked about Bumble, but like you don't want her in your corner still. You certainly don't want to be in her corner. I don't know. But so Erica's on this whole thing of she doesn't think that Garcelle's concern for her was genuine. And, you know, she's like, you're trying to make me look bad by bringing it up with all the women. And Garcelle's like, look, I was in these situations where I'm just talking to the women and it comes up and I'm concerned. And, um, you know, she's like, you're trying to make me look bad. And Garcelle drops that iconic line that we've been uh, waiting for since the trailer that Erica can look bad all on her own. And she doesn't need Garcelle's help for that, which, you know, um, a few months after initially seeing it, I think it rings true. I, I think it's important to note that that line Maybe at the beginning of the season, you thought it was going to be more about the legal stuff, which, you know, it's all layered in there, but it really is about the drinking. And, you know, Erica's like, you know, Dorit's like, well, I've never known Erica to be like that. And it, and Erica's like, basically like, you know, Amber D'Alessio made out with a hot dog. She's like, that was three times. And Garcelle's like, okay, but it was like the most recent three times that I had seen you when nobody else was drinking that much. So like... Yeah, that seems like a pattern. The way she says it was three times, it's like, right, but if it's the only three times that you've been together in the last two months, then that's going to be her impression of you. Like, I don't know. I, I, there's something's not clicking for Erica, or she is like very um, deliberately missing the point at a few different points in this episode um, with the eating disorder stuff, with, you know, Sutton asking questions and, you know, just being involved. And with this, it's like, I need Erica to, I I don't think Erica's dumb. So it's like, I need her to stop playing dumb or I need her to like, actually, I don't know, convince me that she is dumb. (laughs) I don't know what I want from her, but you know, she doesn't need Garcelle's help to look bad. That's for sure. And, you know, that is what it is. I'm excited for Aspen. I'm excited to see where we're headed for the rest of the season. (sighs) What a time to be alive. Thank you guys so much for listening. There will not be a Southern Charm episode this week, because like I said, I am traveling, but I will get back to Charleston next week and, you know, recount all of the things from the last couple episodes. So not to worry just make sure you're uh following the podcast wherever you listen so you never miss an episode in the meantime you can follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool mention it all is produced by dylan hafer sean kilby jorge morales pico and rebecca sousmacat editing by jorge morales pico social media by dylan hafer guest booking by dylan hafer and ali friedlander be sure to follow at bravo by betches on instagram and twitter
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.